listening to Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 206. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the how many cups of coffee have you had so far today? John Brownstone. Only three. Only. Only. The, the day is young. Yeah. There's still time. That's right. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> week, since it's officially the month of love and lust, we're talking about sex. Specifically, that sex acts aren't inherently dominant or submissive acts. There may be ranting ahead. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. Surprise, surprise. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. Those reviews and ratings, if your podcast app offers that, really legit do help. Somebody would just be searching BDSM in the uh, Apple Podcast app, and there we are. And part of that is algorithmic voodoo and magic stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you uh, have that option, please do. We appreciate it, uh, but only on the episodes that you think are good. Just saying, <laughs> you don't you don't need to, don't need to rate or review the ones that you're like, oh, they could have done better. They should have tried harder. <laughs> You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever uh, fucking uh, uh, hate. Come on, it, it's a month of love. Give it some kindness. I love to hate it. <laughs> I hate to love it. It's our Instagram <laughs> handle, uh, LovingDS and the number one, LovingDS1. Or you can subscribe to us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, or you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big shout out as always to our kinky patrons on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you, we love you, and we thank you for your support. If you'd like access to more content, to more of us, to more of this weird kinky thing we do, uh, you can become one of our kinky patrons for as little as $2 per month. Head to patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. One more time, because it's a podcast. You're probably driving or walking. You don't have a pen in your hand. You're not typing anything on your phone. Patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. I can talk now. Can I talk now? Okay. Yes. Yay! Okay, so uh, a couple of announcements. We haven't really done announcements no. in a while, but we are here to do announcements. And um, part of this is because y'all know how I feel. I don't want anybody to miss a deal. Some, not all, not even many, not even most, but some people around Valentine's Day like to buy either new kinky gear or new sex toys. Mm-hmm. There's one that keeps getting advertised on my Twitter feed, not advertised, but posted. And I'm like, I need to go purchase that. But I wanted to let you know about two really good deals going on right now. If you are in the market for sex toys or BDSM gear or whatever. First of all, Hot Octopus, one of our favorite brands. Love them. Disclosure, disclaimer, we are an affiliate of theirs. Um, They are doing um, a buy one, get one half off sale um, for Valentine's Day. I believe the sale runs through February 14th. So... If you're in a relationship or hell, you just want two new sex toys, you'll save. And since mm. I think their least expensive toy runs around $50, I mean, you're definitely saving. I would read the fine print. I imagine the half off comes from the least expensive toy. New so, toys are always fun regardless. Right. So uh, if you use our link in the description box for YouTube watchers or in the show notes, uh, that is an affiliate link. Uh, we do make a commission. But if you just go to hotoctopus.com, get a deal. It's fine. The other one is the stockroom. So the stockroom carries all kinds of stuff. They carry gorgeous BDSM gear. They, um, collars and harnesses and paddles. Oh my, like all kinds of stuff. And then they carry like sex toys. 
Um, and that's where we got our neon wand for our Electra play and all that good stuff. They sent it to us. They're having an up to 50% off sale on select items through Valentine's Day. OMG, go take a look. There were some beautiful collars and leashes and mm. like leathery kind of stuff. There's pink and purple and black and like every color you can imagine pretty much. Um, again, if you use our link, that's an affiliate link, but you could just go to thestockroom.com and shop. If you see something that is not on sale, use our coupon, loving BDSM, you save 15% off. And then, because we have not mentioned this in an age, if you're playing with sex toys or you're playing with yourself or you're playing with others, you're probably going to need lube. Lube is not just for old, old people. It's lube. not just for anal. It is for all sexual fun and since we're talking about sexual fun today, we need to talk about lube. We continue to recommend Get the butters. Getthebutters.com. We love Jerome, who's the maker. It's all um, natural ingredients. I think almost everything he makes is vegan. Um, you can read the ingredient label. I Not only like that. read it, but pronounce everything. I know. I know it. what it is you're looking at. <laughs> you have a new um, high viscosity made for uh, dick jerking, I think is what the package says. Yes. Lube to try. Yeah. So, yeah. So mm -hmm. if you need lube, and also uh, podcast listeners used to let us know they loved it when I said lube, and I have not said lube in a very long time. Yeah. How many times can I say lube? If anybody wants to go back and count that, you're welcome to. Lube. If you use code Kayla, you save a little <laughs> bit off, not a lot, but again, you don't have to. Getthebutters.com, go get you some lube. Love that lube. Uh, not everybody does, but we do. Okay. There you go. Okay, that's all mine. Is that all mine? That's all mine. Check my notes. Uh -oh. It's been so long since I did announcements, I don't even remember how to do it. Yes! Mm. Now we can get into the topic. Now on to the show. I know, finally. I know some people are like, <laughs> y'all get to the point. <laughs> that's why we are an acquired taste. Um, So I want to say a couple of things, sort of as like, disclaimers but also as this is sort of how we view these things i say we mm. i'm assuming because of conversations we've had in the past that you agree with these things so i've never had a conversation with you before in my life <laughs> you will also let me know if you think i'm dead ass wrong that's why we work so well together so a couple things one you can have a preference over whether or not you want to or enjoy a sex act like if you're not into anal, you cannot do anal. If you are not, and I have only met a couple of people who are not into this, but if you are not into receiving or giving oral sex, there is no requirement that you do. We all get to have our own limits. We all get to have our own boundaries. Just like, there, you know, being asexual is a thing and not, you know, in some way or form, because there's no single type way to be asexual mm. either you might not be into any of it that is all valid and fine so it can be a thing you just don't like it can be a thing you're not into it can be a hard limit for your reasons all of that is true so when we talk about specific sexual things we are not saying everybody has to do these things i don't even remotely right. believe that so that's the first one the second thing is that and this is like a the premise of the entire episode the whole thesis of the whole damn thing. I think I used that word right. We'll find out. <laughs> a sexual act, a thing you do sexually, the way you have sex, is never inherently, never dominant or submissive. The thing you're doing might be a top position or a bottom position. That's totally valid. Yeah. 
because sometimes you're on the giving end and sometimes you're on the receiving end mm-hmm. and you can frame that as a top bottom situation but the physical act itself if just written about in an academic way is not inherently automatically a dominant thing or submissive thing that's it end of show we've we've done it we have nothing else wow, to say that was right e- that, that was, was easy yeah. that was not oh. i've lost them all they've all clicked away <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if anybody clicked away they were really new here um so that's where we're coming from um i think that it is valid to a certain extent and when i say a certain extent i mean i hope to encourage a broadening of the way we think of these things mm. i think it is um okay or normal or i don't know i don't know what the i don't know what the right word is to feel submissive or dominant when doing certain things like i understand the argument when somebody says well i'm the dominant in this scene even if you're not always the dominant switches do exist y'all i'm the dominant but if i'm on my knees lower down than my partner providing oral sex performing oral sex in that position looking up at them that makes me feel like i'm doing something submissive i think that's a valid way to look at it i also Mm -hmm. would say we need to expand your horizons (laughs) 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 and the reason i say that is there's in in every case I've ever come across, and I am not some sort of sec- sexual expert, don't know all of the sexual things. Not even going to pretend I know all the sexual things. But I can't think of a single sex thing that only has to be done in one way with one position. I mean, can you? Because even in things like, okay, so no. the... Uh, one partner on top reverse cowgirl or cowboy so that's a a very defined position but even then there's body placement there's speed there's whose hands are where there's there's a lot that can be altered in really subtle ways even though the premise of the position is person on top facing away from you yeah 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 but like there's there's other stuff there's Oh, there's nuance. You know how I love nuance. <laughs> You've been giving this a lot of thought. I have not been giving it a lot of thought, which is what's <laughs> terrifying. I don't know what's about to come out. You know what? And here's what I'll say. It is because this is a thing I have thought for many, many years. And I say many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my life as Kayla Lords, almost from the beginning, one of my most popular, put air quotes around the word popular, y'all, um, rants. On my blog, KaylaLords.com, is about the premise that some air quote doms will say that they do not give oral sex, perform oral sex on their partner because that makes them submissive, because that's a submissive act. And uh, the collective eye roll rant, uh, <laughs> still, <laughs> still my ranty reaction to that, my you gotta be fucking kidding me reaction to that still gets, you know, some eyeballs on it on uh, my site, KayloLords.com. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that in, I don't know, 2014, 2015? 
I mean, that's not a hundred years ago, but that's you know, in, still in, in blog years. In blog years, yeah. I mean, <laughs> blog years are like dog years, y'all. That's a long time ago. <laughs> and I still believe that. I think I'm a little bit more balanced in my idea that that can be something somebody with a, who's trying really hard, who's just maybe has, still has a lot to learn, who has mm. limited experience, really does believe. So most of the time, I'm still gonna like roll my eyes all the way back in my head until they fall out and roll around on the ground because I'm just so whatever. Um, but I'm, I am prepared to be a little bit more understanding because if your experience with sex is so limited that you've only ever done a sex thing in one position, in one way, every time... I could see where you might think that I might, maybe I'm being too forgiving. Maybe I'm being too kind. I don't know. I just, I have had enough conversations now with people who really, really were, have been living in some little weird bubble where they just don't know that there's more to life than that one way and that one position. And I'd like to think that if you're already exploring kink in some form or fashion, you're open mm -hmm. to exploring the depths of what's possible. One would hope. One would hope. Yeah. And the other thing that we have grappled with, we've had this conversation. It was a theoretical conversation, but we had this conversation. And there's also the idea, because it comes from the other side. So like I might mm -hmm. rant about air quote doms, but then there's the other side where certain sexual things like penetration, mm -hmm. um, can be seen as a dominant thing. And when the dominant in the relationship asks their submissive to do this for them, the submissive goes, Ooh, I don't know if I can, because that makes me feel like I'm doing, like I'm, I'm dominating. Um, and we get questions like that all the time. Yes. Like my yes. partner, you know, my partner asked me to use a strap on and they want to try pegging, which is a conversation you and I once had. Correct. And I don't think I can because I'm the submissive and I, I can't, yeah. I can't do that. that well, that's, and in, so that's a valid question. In, that comes in up the, too. And I agree. And I think in that instance, it's because so many of the images that you're bombarded with, as far as that goes, are one of the, are, are those of the, the, the um, dominating person, you know, angrily penetrating the other and, right. you know, so it's, um, yeah, it, it's kind of given that persona, so to speak. And, and yet there is a whole, you know, if you look on other places, you find, you know, sensual pegging. Oh, sure. And anything you can know. be sensualized, yeah. sensualized. Is that a word? Hmm. You can make anything softer. You can make anything harder. <laughs> well, maybe not anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we. This has nothing to do with sex, but it is the example that always comes to mind mm -hmm. when I think about what it means to be a dominant or submissive or what things make somebody dominant or submissive. And a few years ago, I was still feeling a kind of way about the fact that I am essentially taller than you. I mean, I very rarely, I don't like heels because they hurt my feet, but I yeah. really don't wear heels now because I don't like being multiple inches taller than you. I just don't enjoy it. And I was whining about that. Yeah. About how I didn't like being taller. I don't like being bigger than you either, but there, that's whatever. 
I got to work on that. Um, but I was complaining about it. Mm-hmm. And in about two seconds flat, you had your hand in my hair and I was on my knees. Right. And you were like, who's the dominant here? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What's height got to do with it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what? The cool thing is from that moment on, um, even though my I've been sort of conditioned, most of us have been conditioned to sort of think it's, quote, normal, which use that yeah. word carefully, or typical um, for in a hetero appearing relationship, man to be tall, woman to be uh, shorter. I'm a lot less like weird about that when I see it. I mm-hmm. actually get a little eye rolly to myself. I really, when I see people complaining about that online, but I know where that comes from because I had the same sort of social conditioning. And then I was reminded by a man who was shorter than me and uh, that I top by 50 pounds. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Size ain't nothing but a thing. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I was, I come from a family of Lilliputians. Yes. Yeah. Literal small Italians on one side and small German people on the other. Yeah. <laughs> And I am actually, as short as I am, I am the giant in the you family. You are. You are. You're the tallest one. It's <laughs> awesome. And so, you want to know what that makes me? <laughs> anyway, we've gotten off track. So, it really is, all of these things, it's about your approach. It's about how you view them, how the, how you frame them in your mind. Mm-hmm. It's about technique that you use. So, the the we'll go back to the oral sex one because it is i think the yeah. most common yes um penetration i think is right up there as well as being extremely common um and penetration with a penis or a dildo is how i what i mean by that um i don't for anybody out there who is sitting here listening to the sound of my voice and is not convinced that performing oral sex on your submissive can be a dominant act you have clearly not gone into it with any sadistic glee at all uh, or played with power and control in whatever way works in your relationship because you practically attack my clit with your tongue. Sometimes. Like, it's, I mean, it's good. I enjoy it. Oh my God, I enjoy it so much. But it's like full frontal assault on the clit. And it's delicious because that's what I like. Or, or, if you're feeling really sadistic, you're like, mm, don't come. Yeah. What? Nope. You are licking the, like there's, I only have one response to this kind of oral sex. It's all I can do. Denied. Denied. Like the body takes over, the mind is somewhere else. The mind is like, it's like a roller coaster, but in a good way. It's, (laughs) I don't like roller coasters, but I like, I like the oral sex clip roller coaster. And you're like, nope, nope, not yet. Not so, like you'll stop and, and take a breath. (laughs) <laughs> and you'll go no and then you'll yeah. dive back in I'm like, get, get you up to the top of that roller coaster <gasps> hill and just hang you there or you'll like stop for a second and then you'll start again <laughs> yeah so every time and and i know this is not true universally most of the time when i see this complaint the submissive is somebody with a vulva and a clit and the other person does not want to mm-hmm. be licking it. Because, not because they don't enjoy it. And that is valid. Well, you know what? But because they think it makes sense. I, I feel smile. very sad for those people. They're definitely I, I feel that. very, very sad they're for them because they don't know what they're missing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and we, um, not often, but a few times, and we have told part of this story mm-hmm. before, 
um, you'll have me ride your face, which many people associate with a, a dominant person with a vulva on top and literally riding. I mostly hover and try not to fall over, partly because I'm klutzy, partly because my knees hurt, partly because from the bottom, still in control. The way <laughs> I'm noticing you, you, in that case, you don't really go for salty. You're not trying to tease me. It's a full like face like bleh, kind of thing. I'm so sorry for YouTube watchers. You can see that. It's mostly what you do with your hands because like his hands are always on my thighs. Okay. Cause these thighs could crush and suffocate. Um, and his fingers dig in. So I get an element of pain, which I enjoy. Not everybody does. I know. Um, so I get the element of pain, but also like it's uh, when I want to pull away because it's too much, too much, too much. He's like, oh, fuck no. And pulls me down. <laughs> there is no doubt in that situation who is in control. And it ain't fucking me. Like I am in no control. I'm not in control of my body's reactions. I'm not in control of what's going to happen next. The only way I get to be in control of that is if I safe word it. And I no, no, I, I I think it is valid. Is I know it's valid when if you got to say for in the middle of something that feels like that and that you really enjoy, you do what you got to do. But <laughs> I'm gonna be very sad if something's going so wrong that I'm screaming red in the middle of oral sex. Be so sad. Um, and it's it is sometimes it's really overt things, right? Like it is the force of the touch. It is the speed of the touch. It is. Yeah. It is the words that you use before you start the thing, right? It puts a person in the headspace where they want or need to be. But sometimes it's literally the pressure of fingers. It's placement mm -hmm. of hands. It's placement of body. Um, and that's any sexual thing, y'all. If you can think in your mind of something that you're like, mm, I think if I did that, it would make me feel less dominant, less submissive, whatever. There is likely a way to attempt it if you're interested of course where you don't mm, you know exactly who you are and what place you have in that dynamic um it's also perfectly valid i mean you know we talk a lot about people who are bedroom only ds it's perfectly valid hmm. to um flip that off like your ds outside the bedroom and in the bedroom it, it everything goes like there is no clear mm -hmm. power structure I'm not, I know, because somebody always fits every potential possible category in the spectrum. I don't know a lot of people who do that, but I also think that if that's how somebody plays, that's okay too. As long as everybody's consenting here, that's okay. Now let's talk about, because we did have the conversation and we've talked about this before, um, having the conversation. Um, it's been a while though. Oh God, it's been a long time. About penetration. Mm -hmm. So I, I get... Um, emails, messages, DMs from people, very often cisgender guys who really want to be anally penetrated by their partner. These partners also tend to be usually, yeah, cisgender women. So they would be wearing a strap on, using a dildo, whatever. And they're like, I really want them to do this to me. Does that make me less dominant? We've already established no. No. And this, or this missus is like, ah, my partner wants me to do this. <laughs> Doesn't this mean I'm dominating them? <laughs> no. And that goes back to our episode where we talked about DS is not about the sex you have. It can be a part of it, but it's not, it's about the power. It's about the control. Who is in control? 
Um, you once asked me, hypothetically, I assumed at yeah, the time. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Uh, if I could, and at the time, this was a few years ago. Right. This was pre-podcast. Yeah. I was like, uh, no, uh, no, I cannot. Right. Totally cannot do that. Because at that moment, at the experience level I was at, the comfort level I was at mm-hmm. with who I was, with us, with all of this, with sex in general, um, it, the idea of penetration, penetrating you, especially in some of the positions you get into, I mean, there is, you can be in kind of a pseudo missionary position for that. That's sometimes comfortable for people. Well, then I'm over you. First of all, that just doesn't even sound exciting because mine, I don't, I mean, I don't good, do well riding on top. The legs just start to quiver in not a good way and I'm ready to get down. Okay. Um, and then I think about, okay, well then there's basically essentially doggy, I guess. And then I'm, I'm that for me, when we do doggy position for penetrative sex, that is very much, a puts me in a submissive headspace. And in my head, I was like, no, no, that now I have thought about it again oh really <laughs> well because all my friends online keep taking pictures of them wearing strap-ons and i just keep thinking i wish i could wear a strap-on here's my problem <laughs> here's my problem this has nothing to do with the topic at hand other than the fact that we're talking about sex i don't feel anymore that if i were to penetrate you that that would take me out of the submissive headspace because i would be doing it for you as a service as a service it's something you want i would be providing for you and serving and in a way submitting because he could as long as we consented to it negotiated and all that he could go fucking fuck me okay and i'd be like yes daddy you know um (laughs) and i also know me well enough to know that the whole fucking time i'd be like is this okay daddy are you happy do you like this daddy am i doing good job like i know me i know me <laughs> My problem with it <laughs> is the same reason I don't really enjoy anal on the receiving end. And it is, and everybody's got opinions about this. I'm not trying to validate or invalidate anybody's thoughts on this. These are mine. There are ways to prevent poop from getting anywhere. And also, poop happens like. Both of those things are true. I've got two kids. They, I changed diapers for many years and potty trained and wiped many a butt. <laughs> I assure you, the best day of my life was when I didn't have to wipe any asses anymore, okay? Because I have an aversion to body fluids and stuff getting on me anyway. Like, I have, like, serious aversions. Like, don't get semen on my skin. Don't. You already know that. Like, yeah. that's not a revelation. Mm-hmm. I mean, the few times that you're still dripping during penetrative sex and it might get on my inner thigh, there's a shower happening as quickly as possible. Like, it's a legit aversion. Like, I just, whoo, I don't like it. I don't like it. So <laughs> part, of the, part of the reason we don't actually engage in anal, uh, me on the receiving end, is because the amount of stress I put myself under to get clean put air quotes around that so there yeah. could be the no possibility of poop happening was just too much it just wasn't worth it, it well the payoff yeah. wasn't enough for me i don't love it so much that i'm like i'll go through whatever i gotta go through Mm-mm. and so i don't know if you could handle what i would need you to do to prepare yourself for me to be the one getting to wear this job on even though there is a part of me that's like 
I want to take a picture of me and my own dick. Like, that's what I want so much. Like, I don't know. Would it? I mean, yes. Branding says it would have to be a purple dildo. Of course it yeah. would. And I have. But do you do you forget that time there was that contest? Oh God, I do remember that. Go ahead. And go I ahead. and I, I tied a rope harness with the glass. Um, it was the glass I used. I, yes. I, I tied the rope harness with with the glass dildo. On you and then took a picture of that for a contest. Yes, yes, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, because it was you did rope and I yeah. yeah, and it felt really weird. I was not. I was. I mean, it was kind of cool, but I didn't have the feeling I think I would have now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And part of that is I have some issues with my own body. So seeing like even now, there's a part of me that's like that harness would have to be really flattering. Uh, and I don't know if that even exists. I know nothing about that stuff other than that it's a thing. Um, but that's my evolution on that. Like, I don't know if it's possible to get your body as prepared as I, or if you'd want to go through it. Like, I don't, I don't know if the payoff's <laughs> worth it for you either. Um, but I know, or I believe, I'll say that, I believe at this point, we've been together long enough. I have a fuller understanding of my own submission and what it means to me and what it takes to be in a submissive headspace um, to know that there it's not a sex act that puts me in a submissive headspace. It's how that act is performed. It's what happens mm. in the middle of it. And that is the thing to remember. Like I'm thinking of penetration and oral sex as the two most sort of common ways, but there are, I could go back, let me go back in the, in the halls of my vanilla memory. The thing, oh God, I really mm. did not like doing for my ex was a hand job. But you want to know what? A hand job was better than a blow job because I really didn't want to have sex with him at all. I, ha, ha, but we were going to be married forever. I had convinced myself. So I did not enjoy giving hand jobs, mostly because my arm would hurt eventually. <laughs> and I might get body fluids on my hand and we already, we already discussed my version. And yet, so there was a time, I mean, very recently, like, I don't want to give a hand job. I mean, like, I just had this memory of it being, uh. and now I can see that being very submissive. And, and in porn, it is often depicted as this really submissive thing. But I've seen, also seen enough porn where it can be a very dominant thing. It doesn't have to be a chore, I think is what I'm telling anybody out there who's yeah. got an aversion to hand jobs. It does not have to be. A chore. It can be because we bring something of ourselves to it. We bring in any sex thing that we're doing that is, you know, ideally going to be joyful and exciting. And you're really, you know, you want to be with this person doing this thing, right? You bring who you are to it. And in DS, anything you're doing, you bring that energy to it. True. Whatever energy you're feeling in the moment. And if... I would say this is where the the relationship, the teamwork part of, of DS comes into play because if you, if one half of you, you know, you on whatever side of the slash is like, oh, this doesn't, I'm not in the right headspace for that. Well, then your partner can maybe help get you there. Like if yeah. we were doing something and you weren't feeling it as a dominant, I can't think of anything because you your energy comes through like so fucking well. <laughs> Whatever we do, there's no <laughs> doubt who's in fucking control. Oh, I love it. Anyway, um, but I know that I could probably say the word daddy in a certain tone, mm-hmm. or I could maybe look at you a certain way, or, you know, I could respond like you love some dirty talk. 
Y'all, it's not my thing, but that's okay. <laughs> um, and I know that if I say something the right way, that sort of... Pops me, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, there, there's the Dom energy. I mean, how many times, how many times have you been fucking me and you said something and I responded, sometimes not even with like articulate words, y'all. I mean, if the sex is really good, I'm not articulate. But <laughs> it was more of a whatever you want, daddy, or yes, daddy, or whatever. I mm-hmm. mean, everything just gets more intense. Not because we changed positions, I clenched, like none of those things. Because of the tone of my voice and the words that I used. So it very much is the um, intention you bring to whatever sex thing you're about to do. Um and the way you interact with one another. You know, I know there are people out there that might disagree. I don't think kinky people necessarily would, but I know there are people out there who think that you can just have sex and and somehow leave your energy out of it and who you are. And there are, I'm sure there are some people out there who can, but I think we bring a part of who we are and our intentions and our energy to anything we do. And in a DS relationship, especially, um, Again, casual, long-term, loving, whatever. If sex is a part of it for you and however you do it, be that dominant person. Bring that energy to it. Be mm-hmm. that submissive person. And and some of that's a little bit of practice of being used to being in that mindset. Uh, because, yeah, oh, what? We had that conversation in probably 2013, maybe 2014. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. Couldn't, couldn't penetrate you. Nope, that, nope, nope. And now here I am all these years later... I'm like, yeah, I could do that. I mean, there, we now have other issues. <laughs> but John Brownson is a problem solver and somehow <laughs> I, could, I could see us getting around these other issues. Mm. Um, so that's, those are some of, I'm going to check my notes, make sure I'm not forgetting anything I wanted to say, but those are, hmm. that, do, can you think of anything? I don't want to just talk about oral sex and penetration. I mean, there are other, there are other sexy things mm-hmm. that occur. Well, Ben brought up a good a good thing about the same type of thing with impact play. You know, and I would say this. I mean, we are focusing on sexual things, but I think mm-hmm. these things are true it, in it, it any form of play yeah. because this is where we've had this discussion before that you can bottom in an activity um, and still be your dominant self because yeah. you like the sensation. You like what it feels right. like. You like the experience. And it's not about your headspace. And it's not about you somehow, if you're the dominant, being less in charge and in control. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, it goes back to if you're submissive, if it's your submissive who's performing that yeah. uh, act, they are serving you in some way. They're doing something for you because you asked them to. Mm-hmm. No different than me going to get John Brownstone's coffee because he asked me to. Um, it's just the connections we make in our mind on those kinds yeah. of things, especially if we are on the receiving end of those I things. Mean, I'm, I'll be honest with you, for, for whatever reason lately, I have been thinking a lot about flogging. Being flogged? Being flogged. Okay, so you know that won't be me because yeah, we'll no, take an I, eye out. It's not because I like don't want to. We, yeah, somebody no, else no, no, I know. But I, I, I think part of the reason is, I mean, you have said this to me numerous times mm-hmm. about how it feels like a massage to you. Mm-hmm. It All does. Right? <clears throat> oh, yeah, it does. And, and I have heard, <clears throat> excuse me, other masochists say the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and that has got me a little curious about it. Mm-hmm. To the point that, yeah, if I, if I find, if I were to find the right person mm-hmm. 
that I know I could trust, I would like to try and see what it feels like. Not not to the extent, you know, like some there are some people who want marks from their flogging. Sure. But Yeah, you don't really like pain. No. You would want the gentle one. Yeah. Right. And and I would really like to see what it what it's like to be on the other end of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I have been on the power exchange oh, yeah. S side early on. Mm-hmm. All right. But as far as that goes, I have never, I mean, I have tried toys on myself right. to see what they feel it's like. It's definitely not the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's not the same. And yeah, it, it, it's been something that's kind of. And that, this translates from a sex act to a kink act yeah. to a whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can be on the receiving end of a thing and not give up. Who your identity in the power exchange. You do to a certain extent. It's like a giant trust exercise. Mm-hmm. If you bottom in a kink thing where the other person has to have the skill um, and the knowledge and the willingness to top you. Um, yeah, you, you, there's definitely a, a certain amount of trust that has to happen um, because you are giving up control in the sense that you're not the one doing it. You're the one receiving it which is what all the bottoms and submissives are constantly doing. Anyway, thank you very much. Um, But if you, if let's say it was in your DS relationship and you're the dominant and you want a bottom in an impact play scene and you've asked your submissive who Mm -hmm. has the requisite skills, who has your trust, whatever, to perform it. You being the one to say, this is what I want you to do. Again, they got to consent, of course. You're still in control of that situation. Um, I have witnessed a few scenes, not a lot, because I'm not a voyeur. Oh, no, no, no. Watching for too long makes me twitchy. Oh, no, I, I could sit in the club for hours. And... I know you could. It makes me very twitchy. It just makes me want to play. I do not, I'm not <laughs> into watching. But I have seen enough where I have watched tops and bottoms, not power exchange relationships, not DS couples, tops mm-hmm. and bottoms interact back and forth. Did that feel good? Did this feel right? Is this, yes, faster, slower? That's not, maybe that's typical. Maybe that's not. I don't have enough experience with the top bottom situation, but that's not unheard of. Like you're the dominant bottoming in a situation. As long as the partner is, you know, that's how Mm -hmm. y'all work. You can be going, okay, I'm going to need you to speed up now. I'm going to need you to do this. You can still direct traffic (laughs) and receive the sensation and it i think it all translates it you do it in different ways because it's about the what you're what's happening like when we're talking about oral sex his his mouth is on on my junk y'all <laughs> there's a lot of communicating <laughs> through fingertips okay there's a lot of communicating through pulling me down uh having a penetrative sex when i'm on top i don't do on top a lot the legs the knees whatever you are, mo- I mean, it's, we actually enjoy it. You hold my hips still and you piston up and down. Oh, that's so sexy. <clears throat> or you will say, go faster, go mm-hmm. slower, do this, do that. If you are in a situation where it's within your power exchange, you're in a top bottom sense, switching roles and you, the dominant are bottoming direct traffic. Tell yourself what to do as long as they're open to that, of course. And that's in any form of play. Sensation, electro, wax, impact, bondage. And that's another one we get a lot of emails about um, where uh, people are like, I, I want to be the one tied up. I, I want a bottom. Yeah. Other than the, you are the one who is 
immobilized because you are the bottom in the rope situation, short of being gagged or there being an agreement and a power exchange kind of way that you won't talk, there's plenty of room for interaction and bondage. You know, I, mm. as, because it, it doesn't put me in a submissive headspace in the same way like impact play does, but I know who's in control because we're 24 seven. I always know who's in control. So my voice stays pretty soft and I ask a lot of questions. You know, is this what you want to do? Yeah. You need my help? Should I move? I don't, I'm not issuing no damn orders because I'm not in charge. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But why couldn't you? If you are the dominant in your relationship, but you're the bottom in a rope scene, of course you could. Mm-hmm. Because it's not about giving up control. That's something else. That's switching. Okay. This is about bottoming and having this experience, this sensation experience. That's what it's about. And that's, we've had, this is where we did that episode a few weeks ago on the difference between (laughs) DS and topping and bottoming, which is not universally true for everybody. But this is one of those times where that kind of definition between the difference between those two dynamics comes into play. Bottoming does not mean you've given up control. It means you are allowing somebody to provide an experience that you are on the receiving end of in this context. Um, Now, if you... If you are a switch or if you have switch tendencies and being a bottom puts you in a different headspace, that's something to explore. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong in finding out that, oh, you're not 100% dom or 100% sub. Maybe you're like a switch and there are experiences and times and people where your headspace can flip. That's not a bad thing to find out. I just don't think that's a bad thing to find out. Yeah. Sometimes you don't find those things out until you try these things out and you bottom and then you go, hey, wait, <laughs> this made me feel a way. I, I would like to feel <laughs> this way again. Um, and that's part of the self-discovery yeah. aspect. But I wanted to specifically talk about sex because we don't talk about sex very often because we really do focus on the relationship side. Or we talk about the BDSM side, uh, but it's the month of love and lust, y'all. So I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about sex. And also, I still, after all this time, you, know, you get into a bubble of thinking and you forget that what you saw online, Twitter, when Tumblr was actually a fun place to be, <laughs> <laughs> or wherever you hang out with kinky sex people online, things that you saw being said or thought or believed five, six, seven years ago, and you see them now, you go, wait, didn't we all outgrow that? And then you remember, no. <laughs> You, I outgrew that thinking and there's a whole new like bunch of folks coming in who are like, oh, this is that one stereotype I've seen of what sexy DS looks like. That's that one porn scene I've watched on loop over and over again. So that's what it must be. And, you know, if everything is a spectrum and we've said Mm -hmm. this like, yeah, 206 times, millions of times. If everything is a spectrum, so is the way we have sex. The one way you've done it every time is not the only way there is to do it. The one way you really like it isn't even necessarily the only way you'll really like it. So, you know, it's sort of a, let's just say this out loud. (laughs) You know, don't do a sex thing if it's not your thing. If you're just like, I really am not into that. Please don't. And don't pressure your partner to do a sex thing that you really like that they're not into. That's not cool. That's not okay. But let's rethink stopping and not doing something 
because we've decided, oh, no, that's not a dominant thing to do. No, that's not a submissive thing. Yeah, yeah, you. I'm going to say you're. we need to expand your imagination. I'm going to need mm. you to, to think outside the box, think creatively, mm-hmm. try new things, get comfortable with being uncomfortable for a little bit, you know, <laughs> get creative. Like, I don't know, how many ways can I say this? Like, stop watching that one porn scene over and over again is really yeah. what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, and I think, you know, I think people who have navigated multiple DS relationships or a long-term DS relationship tend to know this because we, the longer you're, you do anything with another human being, the more you learn, the more you've become comfortable enough mm-hmm. to go, hey, wait, we could try this in a different way. Um, I think that this is the benefit of online or in person uh, of, an, of a BDSM community because you will hear people talk about their own experiences and then you'll have a light bulb moment of, hey, wait, you mean I could try that? You mean we could do that? You mean that's a thing? Um, and the broader your community, the more you are exposed to. Um, I look at sex a lot differently now after five years of writing professionally about sex than I did when I was in the middle of my like, what's the word I want to use, sort of my sexual awakening in 2012 and 2013. (laughs) 2012, 2013, everything sexy was new. I was down to try all kinds of things. And I thought because I was willing to try things that I knew things (laughs) now. I knew a little sliver of the pie of what, and I still only know like a a slightly larger sliver of the sex pie. Like there's, because there's a lot of things I'm not interested in. There's a lot of things that, I might be interested in, but I'm probably, I mean, you know, you just don't do everything that comes to mind. Um, Cause this is cliche as it is, this path, it's a journey. Um, there's so many things to try it. Like our minds cannot even conceive of all the things. Yeah. For every time you think you know how to do something or you've tried it all or done it all, there's always something else you can do differently. And sometimes it's just change the tone of the voice you used in that in that when you're having sex, change the expression on your face, change how how uh, you held on to the other person, the force behind your touch, the like I I don't even have enough language to go mm-hmm. into it. Um, are there any things that you once you can go way back in the day on this that you once kind of went, oh, that's a dominant thing. That's a submissive thing sexually that you don't necessarily think that way anymore. Have, have your thoughts shifted on sex? Over I, don't, the years? I don't think I ever really looked at it in that terms mm. to say that, oh, this is this and that, that is that. Um, no, I, I, I think prior to even stepping into the, into the lifestyle, I was, very much hedonistic. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I want to feel all the sensations. Yeah. Except for pain. <clears throat> yeah. I, I love you I'm so not... much. You're the biggest baby about pain. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I admit that when it comes to it. Yeah. Do, do not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I don't do pain. No. No. Well. Well. You don't receive. I don't receive it. Yes. <laughs> you can dish it out. That's for oh. fucking sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, um, I've never, I've never watched you with another human being. I, because I'm so not a voyeur, I really don't, I mean, even the one threesome, I did not watch 
too much, but you are very much a, sort of a sensualist. You, mm-hmm. it's very, unless you're very much in a scene or in a, a mind, a headspace, you seem to me to just, it's all about sensual sensation, feeling the moment. Feeling, being in the moment and also um, the reactions of the person I'm with. Mm-hmm. I feed off of that. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, do you, or have you found in the past that when you've been sexual with somebody else that was not part of a DS dynamic, mm-hmm. um, that some of that dominant energy would could be brought out in you anyway, or that you maybe came to that situation with the it, dominant energy? It, it did, it kind of tapped into it. But at that time, in those aspects, it was not... Um, oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, if it's not no. negotiated or known about or right. understood, then... But now, now that you know who you are, mm-hmm. um, I know you've had, since I've known you, a, at least one or two sexual encounters with other people where I'm not sure they understood you were dominant. Like, they understood kinky. Mm-hmm. And most people understand kinky when they're like, yeah. what's this... DS thing. Um, did you, do you modulate how you have sex with yes. somebody? Okay. Yes, absolutely. Like how? Like how is it different? Because um, I'm not there, but I want to know all yeah. about it. I don't want to watch though. Um, it's, it's kind of getting into a mindset. I mean, it's just like, like doing a scene with you as opposed to doing a scene with somebody else. You're like, okay, she can take this much. The other person can take that much. And you have to kind of modulate yourself. Mm. So there's, you know, some self-control there. Yeah. Do you, in those times, because there were, there was at least one person or one situation I'm thinking of where you, there were a few encounters. Did you find yourself looking forward to that, knowing that that would be a different headspace, a different energy you brought to it? Like, was it exciting? Yeah. It was a little bit like having cotton candy at the fair, but you were glad to come home to your mashed potatoes in the bed. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to get kinky, you can put gravy on it. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> yes, every, I compare myself to mashed potatoes. You know, and, any, anything like that is is good in its own way mm-hmm. because what you don't want to do, you you can't compare it's true, not, you can't true. compare apples to oranges. Everything is different and good in its own way. So I guess that's what I'm saying. It was not about me, the person, even though, yes, I did compare myself to potatoes. But Mm -hmm. I like potatoes, so that's okay. Um, Is it that, do you think you would have, if that had become your new norm of that kind of sex, would you have missed, or did you ever miss the sort of unleashing or the freedom to be your dominant self? Or was it just, it's so separate you can compartmentalize? I, I think in some ways I can compartment. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. You can't say it, but I you can do say it. it. Yeah, all right, gotcha. yeah. Okay. See, I find that fascinating because remember, y'all. I'm when when, when I'm, I'm going to say I'm poly in theory. He's poly in practice. You can be poly and not be sexually active with your other partners. Like that's mm-hmm. not a requirement. But I know that I probably would be. <laughs> and I just I've because I've only ever had one partner at a time and. Beyond my ex-husband, I've looking back over my life, uh, most of the sexual partners I've had were had some element of dominance in them. Mm-hmm. Now, little D dominance, not, yeah. not big D until they were big D. Um, and control and this and that. And so like my brain's like, huh, 
could I compartmentalize? What would that be like? You know, mm-hmm. because I know, like I know sexually, I am not the, I don't like to word, use the word aggressor, the, the one to take control. Cause I'll do it for about 10 seconds. We've had this conversation mm-hmm. before. And then my submissive brain goes, what are we doing now? I mean, I got you hot and bothered, but this is as far as I can get. Don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know now. And I have been like that my whole life. Um, I will not rule out the possibility that with the right person, with the right energy and that sort of energy exchange between people, um, that I, somebody could not bring that out of me. Like I will not rule that out. Um, but it just hasn't really happened Mm -hmm. ever. Has it? Mm, I don't think so. So I can't imagine it. Gotcha. Which is why I'm like, oh, do tell, do tell. (laughs) (laughs) No, and I think that if I honestly thought that you were somehow comparing the experiences, like Mm -hmm. compare this hookup with the wife you're going to do, like I would, like I would make myself just bananas with it. Like I would not be able to handle it. But I don't, I don't think that way. You clearly do not act that way or treat it that way. When you were with me, you were fully with me. Mm-hmm. I imagine when, and I'm sure this is true, when you're with somebody else, you were fully with them. One would hope. I mean, that's what makes a good lover yeah. in general, I, mean, <laughs> I think. The ability. Being present. The, the, being, the ability to be present in the moment. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I'm even capable of that because I'm the type that's making a grocery list while I'm having sex. Yeah, I know, I know. I know, there's that. Um, let's see. I don't, I mean, I think we've made our point very clear. Mm-hmm. And yes, we used, I used the two most common examples of oral sex and penetration, but anal yeah. because there's so many people who have so many hangups about anal. Um, but it really does translate to everything. It does. Um, so think of a sex act that you're like, oh, that's a dominant one or that's a submissive one. Mm, is it though? I would say no. I would say no. I would say no. You, you haven't tried it in a different way yet. Is what I would say. Um, yeah. I wonder, wonder how many more people are going to get penetrated now that, or get oral sex now that we've... Uh, <laughs> we have... Uh, made our opinions known um and okay i would say our opinions are just our opinions and that is always true yes this is one of those times i think our opinions are right (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) it is always valid to not want to do something that's always valid that's always valid but if it's not a you don't like if it's if it's because you see that thing as always a dominant thing always a submissive thing i would challenge you to rethink how you see it or think about what you really don't like about it like don't let the ds thing be the reason that you say i don't want to do that because like if the idea of penetrating your partner's partner squicks you out it squicks you out like that's that's okay that's that's okay you just my experience tells me that we all change and grow and adapt over the years. And as, as you learn more and experience more, you might change your mind. You might not. But nobody should go around waiting mm-hmm. on their partners to change their mind. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> if I just give it a good decade or so, maybe maybe they'll be okay with it. Yeah. No, I think you're just going to set yourself up for like sadness, resentment, like all kinds of, are you ready yet? Are you ready yet? Like if you had ever done that to me where we had the pegging conversation all those years ago and then like every six months. So what do you think? <laughs> I've been like 
get the hell away from me. (laughs) (laughs) So don't badger your partner over the sex thing that they're not ready yet or ever to do. If they tell you, "Mm -mm, not doing that, you got to respect that. That's a consent thing all the way around. Um, But I would, I would say have a conversation with each other about it. Get really open and honest with each other um, about what it is you're not comfortable with, how you see that, why you feel that way about it, not to change each other's minds, just to foster communication. I mean, quite Mm -hmm. frankly, some of the biggest growth I think you and I have ever had as a, as a couple, as a relationship is when we talk about things that are kind of uncomfortable and difficult to talk about. Yeah. You know, they are not for public consumption. We're not putting, I'm not live tweeting those conversations. That's for us to talk about and kind of go be mm-hmm. re- truly real with one another and not say what sounds like the right thing. Just say how we feel about something. And it's, you know, even if it's just a thought exercise for you, it doesn't change anybody's mind. Nobody's, you know, whipping out strap-ons and dildos afterwards. That's okay. Um, but I think it's always worthy of the conversation. Yeah. And sometimes that means... To my kinky friends out there who tend to slide into DMs or send me an email about that, it means you might, there might be, it's going to come a point you're going to have to say to said partner, hey, said partner, I would really like to experience this sensation. I would like to bottom in this thing. I would, I would like to be on the receiving end <laughs> of that sex thing. Because if you're walking around assuming that your partner is not into it and you have not had the conversation with them, You'll never know. And you may never get it, especially if you are not, if you are monogamous and you're not in an open relationship where you can seek out a partner who can provide that for you in some way. I mean, eventually you're gonna have to say it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can, you can tell strangers on the internet. Oh, that's fine. I'm, you know, takes me forever to email back, but go ahead. But it's not gonna get you any closer to, to experiencing it. Yeah. So, Yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm sure I beat a dead horse. I don't think I ranted the way I thought I would rant. Not really. No. If the link is working, I've been having problems with my personal site, killwords.com, which are being fixed. But if the link is working, I will link to my rant about the oral Mm. sex and the dominance. Because that one, um, that one is, I think, what kicked off the I have opinions. (laughs) I'm going to start sharing them on the internet. God damn it. Uh, I am going to, there's been some really good conversation going in the live stream. I'm going to, podcast listeners, uh, forgive me and bear with me. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure there's no like questions that we can um, answer. I know uh, Ben is here. Hi, Ben. Um, Ben uh, is the one that got us talking about the the sensation and the impact play. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. Um, I will say I have learned for anybody, this is about just the sex conversation in general, anybody who's in a a DS relationship or sex is a part of your relationship. um, I think I was more shocked that eventually all that sort of new relationship energy um, and whatever else, just like any quote, I'm putting air quotes, boring vanilla couple, we got very much into a sex routine. I mean, we do. We have a sex. Yeah. But I actually find that comforting. I am a person who's like, mm-hmm. I don't mind scheduling the sex because then I know when the sex is happening. <laughs> and if it's not written down on my to-do list, it doesn't exist. I don't put sex on my to-do list. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not there yet. I mean, I could. Um, 
let's see, CDC asked, and I think it got answered in the live stream, but for everybody else, because we were talking about impact playing floggers a little bit uh-huh. ago, um, what kind of flogger for sort of the massage sensations? Yeah. I'll let you answer that while I look through mm-hmm. questions. So, yeah, the, um, and it pretty much was answered in chat because I was kind of peeking as it was going through. Um, deerskin, definitely. We, oh, we have, so good, we, yeah. have, we have a deerskin flogger that I picked up. It's a, it's, it's a little guy, not very big. And, and it is, is the softest thing. And she loves that, especially just oh, to get her warmed up. I'll, I'll just sit there and, and. And the thing to, that if you're not, if you've not yet experienced floggers, but you want to, here's the thing I will tell you that was a wake up call for me. Even the gentlest, most wonderful, softest, oh God, feels like I've gone to the massage therapist flogger can fucking bite. If it's mm-hmm. swamp yeah. and, and lands just this the right way. This one does not. No ma- This one doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I don't know what. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. I'm just letting you know. It's yeah. not hard. Not as bad as stingy as some others. But no. it can't. It does have a bite. Now, I, I have one that's nicknamed the Gentle Giant. And and that's a big old heavy flogger suede with, with big wooden handle. And... um. That that is more thuddy. Yeah, I and I like that. And, one and too. she likes that one. That that's the one she's that that I've had for years that she loves that's and she f- says is like a, a massager. That was our first set in yeah. the um in the chat. Somebody brought up this can be both a sex thing and a, a sensation thing. Mm-hmm. Biting. I think it was Jennifer uh-huh. who brought it up. Yeah. And I was for a moment I was like, oh my gosh, I I hope this is not the the one exception to the anything can be. Dom or sub, top on biting. And then I remembered, I bite you, not all the time. No. But if we, because what will happen is, we, you bite more often than I bite. Yeah. Both, I love, I love and hate being bitten. <laughs> I love, <laughs> yeah. Because you yeah. fucking hurt. But, um, <laughs> I am very much, I'm doing it right. I know, right? I'm very much in a submissive mindset when I, when I'm biting you, I'm doing mm-hmm. it for provocation. I'm doing it to create a sensation. Yeah. I'm doing it to, it's a, it's a primal way that we play. True. Uh, me, if you asked me to bite you, it would still be a subby thing. Me deciding to bite you is very much, um, I want, especially if you haven't bitten me yet. One, I know it will make you fuck me harder. Move mm-hmm. like, you'll make some delicious noises <laughs> if I bite you. Also, you will unleash the full strength of whatever primal dominance is going mm-hmm. on in your head at that moment. Yeah. And I'm on the receiving end of some serious goodness. It is probably one of the few times where I would go, Oh, that made me bratty, but did I get what I want? I still win. Um, yeah. so let's see now. Um, scratching you, I will scratch it. Cause oh, you yeah. have the best reaction to it. Mm-hmm. I am trying to make you react. You would, Maybe call that topping. It would not be, it's not a dominant thing. It is me going, if I do this, he will react. X equals Y. <laughs> uh-huh. But, I, and I, I like it because I feel like I'm, I, you know, this is my submissive mindset though on mm-hmm. scratching. I feel like I'm giving you something because you react so strongly in a positive way. If you told me yeah. to stop, I would not do it. But you groan in a really nice way. You mm-hmm. Like the sex, whatever sex we're having becomes way more intense. Like the whole thing becomes intense because I did that. And I have learned it's also a sign or a signal 
that to let you know this is good keep doing it this is intense because it's like the intent mm-hmm. almost like i the first time i will scratch you if we're having sex in some way it's uncontrollable my fingers sort of clench and i just sort of like I, i'm not there's no conscious thought to it and then you react to it and i'm like oh well we're gonna keep fucking doing this shit yeah <laughs> uh, because <laughs> because cause and effect yeah. is a thing um, but I never, it is, it is still in this, he likes this, so I will keep doing this, which I think most good sex, that's just, that's yeah, just what should happen. Yeah. Um, but because I am your submissive, I'm now doing this because I know you like it and I've, I've pleased you as mm-hmm. your submissive. Also, I get fucked really well Yeah. as a result. So I think that's another one of those times where technically I'm creating and technically it's pain and you don't like pain do you not feel it as pain does it not register it it doesn't register that Um, way in those moments no gotcha gotcha um okay i don't i won't oh my thing jumped i was looking at questions Ah. y'all and it just like jumped uh let's see Mm -hmm. let's see no actually maybe i did Okay. okay so um, of course, there's always more to say because yeah. sex is so individualized for each of us. And it's a broad topic. It's a very big topic, but yeah. it's, you know, hopefully, hopefully for all of our, our kinky peeps out there, you have broken the cycle of, oh, we only have, have the sex around Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, right? Like <laughs> if you are a person who is in a situation where you can and want to have sex, that you are having as much sex as you want to have. There is no right amount. Hopefully we are at that point that we've, we've if we're, I always want to think that if we've gone over to the side where we're kinky and we're exploring our you know power exchange and sensations that we've moved away from some of those stereotypes that many of us yeah. sort of grew up believing about sex. I know that's not always true. Um, so... But I do know that there's a lot of sex that happens around Valentine's Day. It's like people are reminded, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got the card, got the chocolate. When do we get the sex? Um, so it just felt uh, uh, it just felt appropriate. Mm-hmm. So if we help anybody out there have more of the sex you want to have yeah. consensually, mm-hmm. then we've done a good job. Um, if we help you talk about it with other people that you know could use a little help like how how many of us out there are in kink groups online or in person and you hear somebody go oh well no i don't do oral because that's a submissive thing <laughs> i mean i'm making a face podcast listeners but if you know me you know my face yeah. um so yeah that is <laughs> um i think that's plenty to say yeah on it and we actually broadened it a little bit into mm-hmm. the impact play where we have talked about that before true um but it's a good reminder yep. um so yeah, we'll have a bonus section, uh-huh. but I think. And uh, yeah, I think Jennifer might be right, but I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that when we get in the bonus section. Okay. About the not being a baby when it comes Just to the pain. pain. Oh yeah. yeah, Jennifer. For podcast listeners, Jennifer commented that, that, that because you're good with being scratched, you can't possibly be a baby yeah. without pain. So yeah, that yeah. would I'd be interesting to okay. hear your take on that. All right. But yeah, we'll go into the bonus section now. All right. So are we good? Mm, I don't know. All right. Okay. Uh, ready? Sure. Okay. Keep it kinky, y'all, and we'll see you next Can I talk to the crickets, Daddy? Can you talk to the crickets?
crickets, please? Yes. Go ahead and talk to the crickets, and I'm going to go get something and be right back. Okay. Yeah, so what I'm going to tell you is, for once, I was uh, domestic, and I have cooked dinner, and it's in the crock pot, and it smells really good. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm, like, sitting here, like, oh, we're going to talk about this topic. I don't know how well the microphone picks up, but our, our poor dog has a cough, and it sounds bad. Anyway, um... So yeah, I uh, was getting distracted by the smell of my own cooking, which is it my cooking if the crock pot's doing all the work? I'm gonna go with yes, because I had to prepare all the ingredients that went into it and I had to handle raw chicken. Eh, not my favorite, but uh, chicken's not even my favorite anymore. I used to eat a lot of chicken and since since, um, doing more keto and even more carnivore, I eat less chicken. I mean, I still eat chicken, but I eat less chicken. Um, But this is, there's gonna be bacon and there's gonna be cheese. It's going to be good. Oh, you're bringing out for show and tell. You'll have to describe it really well for podcast listeners. Um, So, yeah, I'm distracted by my own domesticity. Um, Did you have, I don't, I mean, because I refuse to keep just saying, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm stressed. That's boring. I don't, so what have you got? Um, Show and tell. This this is the little um, deer skin. Yeah, it's Lager. got a wooden handle. Wooden handle. A yellowy um, falls. Yeah. Brown. Okay. I would say yellowy. Okay. But you can tell just by the way it, how soft the falls are looking at it. They just, they drape. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're very, very soft. Yeah, they're not stiff. It's not, not stiff material no, at all. No, very no, flexible. No stiffness in it whatsoever. All right. <laughs> And, you know, can I make these sting? Yeah, if I catch the edges just right. And you have. And I have on a few occasions. But, um, you know, yeah, this is, I, I use this for, for warm-up. But you can see it's not very big how my hand fits around the handle. For podcast listeners, maybe an inch comes out at each yeah. end of, mm-hmm. his, of his fist. It's a very small and, handle. And it's not a very, very big flogger. Mm-hmm. 12 but, inches, you'd say? Mm-hmm. The falls, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and um, it is really nice. Uh, it's. Oh, I think you hit the mic there. Sorry, yeah. podcast. Sorry, listeners. podcast. But um, yeah, it, it's really nice. I love using this in the uh, for warm up. You know, I think we should do a video. <laughs> we did it a hundred years ago, but it was private. I think we yeah. should do a video where you show off your toy bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At do least a, your flogger collection. Do a show and tell. How many floggers do you have now? Probably oh, right up there with how many paddles you have. Pretty much. Now this... That's the gentle giant. This is the gentle giant. That's uh, a very big wooden handle. Yeah. Um, probably eight inch handle? Yeah, easily. Easily. Mm-hmm. And then the falls are... Yeah, because I can fit two. two your, yeah, your hand, hand twice. Twice on the handle. And then the falls are black and white. And black they're and white. 18 inches, you'd say? Yeah. Yeah. These are, these are suede. Yeah, firmer um, than the deer uh, Again, <clears throat> still very flexible. Still though. flexible, but not as as flexible as the um, as the deer skin. But this, the the tips, those can hurt. These can hurt, but now when these falls come down on her back, you kind of yeah. Don't hit me in the face. Well, I'm, try, I'm trying to be careful, <laughs> but. It, it's a little bit more of a stiffness, and because of the weight, this is the one she always says is like a, a massage. 
yeah. a, a deep tissue massage. And that does depend on how you're handling it. But yes, somebody yeah. asked if we've done a, ever done a flogging 101 video on the channel. And no. No, we have not. I think back when we did a lot of private videos for the community we tried to have before it killed our website. I'm mm -hmm. still a little like freaked out by it. Um, we did a private one that maybe five or six people saw. Yeah. Um, we've not gone back to it. I'm not, I've always wondered cause you don't have a bunch of insecurities, but I know that kind of will hit tap at the edge of your insecurities. If you feel, um, confident enough to do like a, let me show you yeah. how this works. Because there are some really cool techniques that we, because we don't get to do anything with vloggers very often, that mm -hmm. I know you have fallen out yeah. of, you need to practice. Yes, but. I do. Now, what I've done with this flogger before, because it is so long. Uh, for podcast listeners, it's the big flogger we yeah, were just the, describing. Yeah, the big. Um, what I have done with this flogger in the past, because we have had, um, been in spaces where it's not big enough for me to fully throw this flogger. Yeah, no, we've had a small bedroom so before. So what's nice about this flogger, I have taken it and actually folded the falls over the handle. Oh, I didn't know that's what you were doing back there. Yep. I'm not usually paying and, attention, y'all. And, <laughs> and shortened it like that and then just kind of thrown it that way. Yeah. Just keep my face out of the way. I know. Or just your elbow. Yeah. Now, I, I do have a number of other different floggers. I have... Some that I don't like at all. I, I have one set she calls the devil. Don't like those. Um, yeah, those those are actually leather strips. And they're very stiff. Those are very, very stiff. Very stiff and tight. Very I stiff. Like um, I have another flogger, a leather flogger with knotted ends. Yeah, I don't like that one either. Um, somebody did ask in the live stream chat about a purple one. You do have a purple one that's considered a beginner's. Yes. And it's a very soft, massage -y kind mm. of one. I love that one. Until he decides yeah. to be mean and he hits yeah. me with the tips and, and then I don't those, like it. Because those are shorter, those can be mean. They can be, yeah. Yeah. You usually... Now, when so here's what I've noticed, and this is not universally true with you. When we're in, like, we get to go to the, the club or the dungeon... And we get to do a full-on scene. I'm up on the cross, St. Andrew's Cross, or I'm on a spanking bench. You will vary how you use all of your toys, but the yeah. vloggers especially. One moment it's deep tissue. Next moment I'm like dancing on my tiptoes because you've like got me with the tips. But I've noticed when we're at home and we play, which is really, really rare with the vloggers. In our current bedroom, we have a lot more space yeah. than we did in our old bedroom. Um, and we don't know what kind of space we'll have in the new bedroom. Exactly. Um, the bedroom we have not found yet. Anyway, <laughs> um, you tend not to do that. When you pull out the floggers at home, that tends to be a more... More of a, a what I would consider a sensual flogger. Yes. yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love now, that. Now, the, the, the little tiny ones that I have, those were actually a flea market find. They were. Um, picked those up for five bucks each. When that particular flea market had an adult store, it was not there. No, it wasn't an adult store. It was a, a knife shop. Oh, I was thinking of the adult store. Yeah, all Did the way. Did you get that? Is that where you got the purple ones? Was from that adult store? No, 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 no. I, I picked up that little funky rubber flogger. That oh, little yeah, stretchy yeah. thing that yeah, kind of, yeah. I don't even know where that is anymore. That thing was like caca. <laughs> that, that adult <laughs> store did not last in that flea No, market. it didn't. It did not. Um... Now I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. Girl. Sorry. <laughs> but.
But um, yeah, with oh the little leather ones, uh, we were doing a scene at the club one time, and they they popped up a song. Oh God! Yes, and, I remember. And and those little floggers, they're very tiny. I I can actually hold them between my thumb and index finger. Yes. Oh, and she was on the cross. I got down on my knees, and I started drumming. Basically, you had a drum solo on my ass. Yeah, with, with, with the flog. I was practically crying because it's so <laughs> sharp and stingy. And he was very close. I knew he was close because he was hitting approximately the same spots over and over again. <laughs> and there was nowhere for me to go. Yeah, nope. There was no way to get out of it. Oh, my God. I was like, I, I don't even remember what the song is. And I was like, I hate yeah. this song. I hate this song so much. <laughs> I hate this song. <laughs> Oh, God. Drum solo on your ass with a flogger. Oh, Muffin uh, <laughs> said that um, their partner made uh, paracord floggers. And I think I made a set with Kinkcraft yes. at Eroticon one year. Yes. And I think I let you come near me with them for like half a second. And then went, you can keep that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not here yeah. I think it was either because we had to burn the ends, or we, I think the knot, the ends got got knotted there too, because paracord mm-hmm. unravel. Right. Um, I think the ends were burned, and it was knotted because you didn't want the paracord to unravel. But yeah, I was like, no, 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 get away from me with mm-hmm. these, get away from me mm-hmm. with these. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of our show and tell. Mm-hmm. We. Uh, <clears throat> We have not had any kinky fuckery since December when we went to that kind of kinky fuckery since we went to the woodshed in Orlando. Could use with some more. Yeah. But we might be going out of town in March. Hoping so. You will definitely be going. And if I'm not going, you want to talk about a very teary-eyed baby girl. I'll be pouting so fucking hard. You will feel my pout from Florida to Atlanta. You will feel it. The whole two or three days you would be gone without yeah. me, you would feel it. So let me let me explain to the folks what, what we're talking about. Um, in, I, I don't remember if we mentioned this or not, or maybe it was, just, it was on just on Patreon. I think it was just on Patreon. So um, in, in, in Atlanta, they're having a leather... Oh, I don't remember what it's called now. Help me out. Leather here. Leadership Leaders? Leather Leadership Conference, okay. LLC. Thank you. Um, and it's basically for people who are community leaders, educators, uh, vendors, different things. And, and it's a three-day conference. And, and I'll talk about things that are uh, relevant in the community it's for people who lead munches people who lead educational groups and it it is something that came across uh thanks to um cecil at the woodshed found out about this and it is something that um i apparently has been going on for years Mm -hmm. um at one point it was uh when it was its first inception it was for the leather community but since then it has broadened out to encompass all aspects of the bdsm community um it is something that um i think would be worthwhile for both of us i'm trying to arrange child care now i know i know and um we we are definitely looking into it uh would be great for both of us to go 
But um, at least one of us will be going. Yeah, I need to actually book that for you because you yes. will definitely be going. Yeah. I wouldn't go without you. I'm capable of traveling by myself, but mm-hmm. no, that's not my idea of a good time. Yeah. Um, I could do it that first year I went to Eroticon because I was going to a place where I, at least online, knew probably half the people there. Right. So it was a little bit easier, but man, I was a wreck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I And I would know a couple of people that I'm positive that i would know um at this one in georgia but um no i'm not i would not go without you so Mm. i'm working with family to um make sure they're not only they are willing they are definitely willing they're able to so and it was funny because um they watched the boys when we went to the woodshed in december because we stayed overnight because we wanted to be able to play and everything and they were like you made this sound like we'd actually be like watching over your children but they mostly forgot we were here and we only saw them when we told them it was time to eat food (laughs) i was like yes welcome to raising my children these days they Mm -hmm. live in their rooms and they only come out for food (laughs) okay um yes cdc there is a link um now i don't remember if you're on fet if you look at my profile you'll see that it's under my um um things to attend mm. okay they they have a presence on fet they, they have do a website too. they do have a website but i i've they were supposed to have their their schedule mm. updated um a week and a half ago mm. and they still have not updated the schedule um so i you know they they seem to slack a little bit on the um uh, website but they do keep their their fet current and i just wanted to say i who was it that was asking about kinkcraft i'm i'm answering about kinkcraft but yeah if you want to say it out loud okay um now while kinkcraft doesn't have their website anymore i do believe if you search on youtube oh yeah they made all KingCraft, their stuff public they, yeah. they made all their videos public so you will be able to see they, they should have the videos up there public, so you can go there and it, it will teach you how to do different um, different paracord items. And that items. goes back, yeah, our paracord stuff yeah. we were talking about a little bit ago. Right. Yeah. Love, so, love Pixie and Andrew from Kingcraft. They're amazing. Okay. They're like genuinely, they're friends of ours. They're, 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 they are yeah. great people, great people. They, um, you know, the, the, the last couple of times we went to, to the UK, um, they... They were oh, a ride. They, they were a ride. They they offered. They were like, you know, no, don't worry about a ride from the airport. We will be there to pick you up. No, you know, and they they, nice. they generally are, are great people. We we love them and spent a lot of time with them when we were in the UK. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. So I'm gonna say this out loud because I think Jennifer's situation is one that many people are in. Jennifer, she wants to friend us on FET, but mm-hmm. has a FET name, which is different than the name that we know her by. Yeah. Many, many people send us DMs around the same time they send a friend request to go, hey, yeah. I'm this person that you know by another name, feel free. I right. am only on FET to reply to the DMs I get. I go in once a week, I accept the I'm going to put air quotes around appropriate mm-hmm. friend requests, not the um, dick pic avatars um, from my local area who couldn't read my thing to see that I'm in a relationship. <laughs> I'm, uh, um, and I answered DMs. It's the only reason I'm there, but I'm happy to, you know, and I, if somebody comments or 
post on my wall or something. Yeah. Else. But I only go in once a week. You were there almost every day. I, I, I lurk on Fed all the time. I know, but you learn all kinds of things. Like you know about events, you know about things yes. going on. I don't, I'm like, and, and that's pretty much what go. I do. I'm, I'm always looking at, at different events and, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I have to say one of the things I, I love because I, I, over, over the years that we have been doing this podcast, we have come to know a lot of different people on FET. And, you know, because we always talk about, you know, mantras are important, different going, going to different workshops, being a part of the community. And, and we've also said, you know, if, if you don't like the community you have, start sure, something. Absolutely. And, and over time, I have seen so many of the people we listen to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, start different different things in their community, whether it be different socials or munches or meetups, meetups, or meetings, and, and, or all and kinds things, of stuff. all kinds of stuff. And and it is just amazing to to see that blossom and grow. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's another thing that that I, I I love about being on there and seeing this. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a good resource. I think it's a great place for people who use it. I think it is like any, in some ways, it's like any other social media thing out there. Mm -hmm. You have to have time and energy for it. And I don't. Like, I, I'm very regimented with it. Yeah. Like, one day a week, I know I'm going in. I mean, me, I, I have a little bit more time. Yeah, and you you do you you treat your social media consumption differently than I do. Like it's just it's a different experience for you, even with the the time you have. I mean, I could give up doing other things, and then I'd probably have some of the same amount of time. It's just we just handle it differently. Mm-hmm. But I do every once every once in a while I'll get somebody who. <clears throat> They're so sweet. They didn't get a response <laughs> in like a day. And there's like three more messages. And I'm like, well, you're just, just going to have to learn to live with disappointment. I come in here once a week. Come in here once a week. Um, yeah. And that's on a good week. Like there mm-hmm. are, t- I have, there have been times it's been like two or three weeks before I could get back into fat life. It just is what it is. Um, so yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, think even, fat life's a great even, resource. Even like this, this coming weekend. <gasps> oh, excuse me, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was probably not the ASMR anybody no. signed up no. for. <laughs> I apologize for that. Um, even like this weekend, I, I uh, the beginning of, of each month, I generally try to uh, head down to Orlando because that's when places like Woodshed and Rockler have their start their monthly sales. And I'm always looking for wood, you know, whether it's different tools or, or wood. Especially wood, you know that that's on sale to, and I have begun starting to time that when they have certain events at the woodshed. Mm-hmm. Now, like we're at the beginning of, of the month, so we now, you know, I will be going this weekend, mm. and it oh, also you will? yep. Oh, beginning of the month. <laughs> oh, what? We, we, yeah, I meant to talk to you about that later. We, okay. You're going to Orlando this weekend. Yeah, going to Orlando this weekend. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, it also happens to coincide with um, the dominant space. Oh, dominant yeah, you, round really, table. you really like that. I really, really liked that last month. I had such an enjoyable time at that. The, the, the people, the conversation, it was great. It was great. And and I saw something um, that I have to comment on. Now I don't see it. Oh uh, well, I don't. 
Hang on. I don't know what it would be. Everybody's talking about FetLife stuff. Yes, in the live stream yes, chat. I know. Oh. Ah, Jennifer's name. Oh, River, yeah. River. Oh yeah. No spoilers, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your oh, so your Doctor Who radar went up yes. looking at the live stream chat. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's what caught me. Yeah. This has nothing to do with anything, but you said Doctor. We said Doctor Who, and now it's on my mind. So, we our ability to watch Doctor Who because the current season is going is yes. through an app that we have through. Um, we have AT and T for our cell phone provider. And we have the AT&T Watch... Watch TV Now. Watch TV Now yeah. app. And you get BBC America. And so then mm-hmm. you can watch Doctor Who. And it's very exciting. But some... And we... From the app, it, you throw it up from your phone or your iPad or whatever. And we can watch it on our TV. Right. Past two episodes... I don't know if it's the internet connection, if it's the app, if it's... I don't think it's BBC America. Yeah. It has fucked up our ability to watch it. It has. It, and it's it so has. disappointing. I know. Um, <laughs> like, we'll get halfway through and then we'll miss a chunk or it'll back up or, like, weird stuff. Last week, the last 15 minutes, I don't even know how the last episode I ended. I know. I know. Because, like, it all just cut out and I was like, I was here for the app and the smart TV, but I'm getting very annoyed because you're fucking with my ability to watch Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. I know I know I know so yeah and and you know this season it it's weird it it's kind of like a cyclical thing with with all the doctors with all all the different regenerations um you know as as they changed that I I've always felt the first season of oh, the new doctor, almost a throwaway season. It is almost like a throwaway season, but then by the second season, they get they, into their groove. They, yeah. they kind of come into their own, and and you kind of you know feel where they're going and yes. and everything. And it and yeah. I mean the oh, I, there's things I want to say, but I'm afraid that might might be spoilers for people. Ah, okay, spoilers ahead. <laughs> I still want us to solve the mystery of how there could be a second doctor that the doc neither doctor remembered either their former or you know their past self, but one of them, like we we I mean I saw this on Twitter and I was like, yeah, like. We've got our female doctor. That's cool. And then we got a black female doctor and she was fierce. The moment it was Mm -hmm. revealed that she was the doctor, I went, yeah, the fuck she is that. Oh my God. So now I'm like, when are we going to, when are we going to get this? How is this mystery? Because that spoiler, we don't know how that mystery has not been solved in this season yet, but it's like, this is so cool. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And also, because at first I was like, wow, she's kind of like, like what's up with her? And and then when she was gaining her memory back, it took me right back to that episode when it was David Tennant Tennant. as the doctor and he became John Smith for a couple of episodes. And I was like, yes, we have been here before, but this is a mystery to be solved. And please Mm -hmm. tell me what we solved this season. And then the app is fucking up and I can't watch Doctor Who the way I want to. Very annoyed. And, and I'll My make, I'll make this. Showing. I'll make this quick, but I I did promise I would touch on the whole thing with the pain. Oh yeah, 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 for scratching, for yeah. scratching, yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, there is something about the biting and the scratching, especially when we are, you know, involved in in sex. It it is very arousing to me, and it it gets me supercharged. Mm-hmm. Now, the kind of relationship I have otherwise with pain. <laughs> <laughs> You're a big old baby. You know, it's funny. 
I, I have hurt myself. It's healed up now. I, I have hurt myself in the shop. It happens. Working with um, spinning wood, revolving it at up to 2,500 to 3,000 RPMs a minute. And sharp tools. And sharp tools involved. And, you know, I am not going to lie. I have cut myself and hurt myself and dinged myself. But what's funny, in the moment when I am doing it, there are times I don't feel a thing. It's true. Not You don't even notice it until you see I don't even blood. notice it. I, I was, last week I cut myself working on the lathe. I was actually turning some wood and I turned the wood to the point that it actually had a sharp edge on it. And it caught my finger. I never felt it. The only reason I noticed it, because as I was working on the, on the lathe, I see blood. <laughs> yeah. And, and it never dawned on me. And I just kept working and finished what I was doing. Later, the thing started throbbing. And right, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so just imagine the John Brownstone version of me as, as, as my baby girl self is, is what I want you to picture in your mind. That's, that's, yeah. No, and I always, I always take it on the scratching, biting, blah, blah, blah thing is it taps into your primal side. So it's not about the pain. I think no. it's about the aggression. Yeah. It's how I always interpret it. I mm -hmm. become aggressive with you, which unleashes your very aggressive side. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what it does. I, I, you know, we discovered that early on. <laughs> yes, we did. My, oh, my, that was and that's sex. exactly what it does. It, it, it taps into that, that primal side of me and it just like. Oh, I fucking love it because I'm like, well, this is technically on paper rough kinky sex, but it's a little tame. Yeah. What if I do this? <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm Snap. basically being thrown around and I'm almost like, like some days I'm like, yes, give me more. And sometimes I'm like, whoa, 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 time out, time out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a, little, a little case would be careful what you ask for. Yeah. And, and I'm going to leave you to answer this one. CDC asked um, which paddles we would say in the shop are, have, are more thuddy. Um, anything red oak with no holes in it. If it's got holes yeah. in it, for, our, for the paddles we make, if you're asking about the paddles we make, and anybody listening is like, what the fuck? We're talking about the paddles we make at shop.kaylalords.com. Um, anything made with red oak is, is a heavier paddle. Mm -hmm. As long as it has no holes in it. The moment he pops holes in one of his paddles. <laughs> it changes the whole feel. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> um, they do still have the ability to sting because they have sharp edges. And all he has to do is tilt it a little bit. Or, and this is a lot like the flogger. If he comes down with full force, it's very deep. But there is a surface <clears throat> level like slap to it. Yeah. But if he comes at it with just just a, almost a flick, it's not like a I'm a baseball bat swing, but like a just with just, the wrist action. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Mm -hmm. Um. But it is deeper than probably every other type of impact play. Um. And even on the because we have canes on our site shop.kaylords.com. Um. And the thicker cane is thuddier, relatively speaking. That was yeah. my stomach gurgling, and I'm <clears throat> sure the mic picked that up. Sorry, I haven't had lunch. Um, then the thinner ones, but those both still hurt like motherfuckers, and 
I wouldn't classify yeah. that as... I don't classify the canes as thuddy in the way I classify paddles as thuddy. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the canes, the thicker one is deeper, is a deeper impact than the thinner one. They both hurt like motherfuckers. They all hurt like motherfuckers. <laughs> the slapsticks, the slapsticks look really innocent. They're very simple. They're very thin. They're very... There's nothing like, oh, Okay. You can have me dancing. Like, I'm attached oh, to yeah. the St. Andrew's cross shell. I'm going no <laughs> fucking <laughs> where. <laughs> and it's like you play another fucking drum solo on my ass. Yeah. 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 I'm like, mm-hmm. why? Why don't you love me? Yeah. And, and you know, Jennifer, I, I think that's probably a, a good bit of what it is. is at, at that point, I am so focused on, on my work and what I'm doing. Maybe that's a little bit what it's like to be in subspace. Mm, I can only speak for myself on subspace. Mm. Um, but there's a little bit of consensus on it. It's a very floaty feeling. Mm, so, okay. uh, yeah, I don't know that I feel floaty, but no, no. no. Okay. I think for you, it's closer to the way you describe Dom space of being hyper-focused. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah. You know, we could talk forever. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. Wow. Am I the one ending things today? <laughs> yes, and telling you, you are. that we have. You know why? It's because we're talking about kinky fuckery. And yeah. that you just light the fuck up. Like, you're like, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about relationships. I guess it's fine. Yeah, talk about communicating, <laughs> Kayla. Whatever, whatever. And then you're like, fuck, we're talking kinky fuckery. I'm here for it. Uh, I can talk as much as my BG can talk. We know it brings you alive. I'm already thinking of like future like topics and stuff. Just wait till October. October is known as Kinktober uh, in yeah. certain realms of the internet. And while we have talked about some kinky fuckery before, I'm I'm thinking that month will be like. And then November heavy. you have Thanksgiving. Oh lord, we've done we've done stuff on spanking. <laughs> but anyway, I'm already like okay. thinking ahead. So there will be we'll try and do more kink topics. But yeah, come October, I'm gonna kink this fucking shit up. And then John Brownstone will never stop talking because he'll be so excited. Okay. Speaking my language now. <laughs> okay. All right, we gotta folks. Go. Yeah. Go. Time, time to go. We love you guys. We love you. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for watching. Great. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sticking through to the end, the bitter, bitter end. Yes. I'm sort of tempted. I'm not going to do it this week because I'm not prepared for it. But I'm sort of tempted to do like a little, like a code thing. To find out how many people really do stick to the bitter end. Like on YouTube, they'll go, oh, if you're here to the end, put this emoji in yeah. the comments. Well, I want to do it for podcast listeners too. Like, what could I do so that the crickets can need be like, cricket I'm emo- a fucking cricket. need a cricket emoji. We do need a Is there going to be, they're doing some emoji updates. <clears throat> I need to go see if there's a cricket emoji. If in, if anybody knows, um, just saying there needs to be a cricket emoji. And then okay. we could do it. Yeah, because if there's a cricket emoji, then we could do it on any social media. And then mm-hmm. podcast. But see, it'd have to be different every time to show that people listen. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> and I got to see how we could do it for podcast <laughs> listeners because I want everybody who wants to participate to be able to participate. Just saying. Also, we got to go. Yeah, we love you guys. Love Thank you for you. listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all of it. We Without y'all, we're just... Weird people talking to ourselves on the internet. Just saying. So, okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye.